Traveling for college hoops this year? Pro tip, stay at Graduate Hotels. They're obsessed with college basketball, just like us. Each Graduate Hotel is like a shrine to the local team with lots of cool details for alumni, nods to school colors, mascots. Why would you stay anywhere else? They have 30-plus hotels in the best college towns, and get this, you can save up to 30% off with code Doug. That's my name, Doug. Good at any Graduate Hotel location, anytime up to 30% off. So, here's what you do. Book your stays at graduatehotels.com. That's graduatehotels.com. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off. And everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at AmericanExpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 5 Eastern, 12 to 2 Pacific, on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. No better way to spend a Friday. And, Carrie, I've got news for you. You ready for this one? Uh Uh-oh. What you got? This This is the final weekend that we've got of the summer without college football. Because we actually have college football a week from tomorrow. So, yes, summer is about to end, and football season is even closer than you realized. Yeah, the nitty-gritty is here. It's the time where now we can actually thrive and, and be men and enjoy some hard-hitting football. I'm, I'm right with you, man. We are broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road acid protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Now, we're not going to talk a lot of college football. We're going to talk a lot of NFL, and that's where we are going to start today. Uh, Kerry spent eight seasons in the National Football League, eight strong seasons in the NFL. And I'm going to just pick your brain right off the gate because it's going gonna, it's gonna to lead into to the topic that I just feel is so interesting and so intriguing mm-hmm. can you give me a snapshot carrie of what it's like not game day 
but game week as a defender preparing for your opponent? Like, do you do you start watching film that Sunday night after a game of your next opponent? How long does it take? How much film do you watch? Can you give us a little snapshot of what your week would be, you know, as a defender? Let's say you're, you know, playing with the Jets as yeah. you were, and you got Buffalo coming in. How would you prepare that week? How would you put it all together as a defender? Well, Sunday after that game, I'm not worried about anything. I'm trying to recoup, right? So that Sunday, I'm going to play football that day, go home, Mm -hmm. get a nice dinner, watch some True Blood at the time for me, which is one of my favorite shows, and and kind of detox detox away from the game. But then starting Monday, I'm going to go into the facility, get a workout in, start watching the film immediately on Monday and getting ready for – at that time, Buffalo, in my early years, it would be Eric Moles and, oh, yeah. and and Lee Evans and, and Roscoe Parrish and those type of guys. So I'm trying to see who can hurt me the most right away. So I'm trying to figure sure. that out. Um, but, yeah, directly diving in that Monday, straight to work, getting ready for the week. And, you know, it's a big thing for defenders because we're at a disadvantage usually in, unless we're playing in the Rex Ryan days where we're the aggressor, where we're trying to figure out, you know, who can hurt us and who's going to present the most possible damage for us. So yeah, straight to film study, get some get a workout in and, and get ready to play Buffalo on Sunday. We're we're getting ready to be prepared. What uh what day do you fire up Madden and look at the ratings of oh, players? At that time Madden I was not looking at any any Madden. Okay. I, don't, I, I mean first and foremost, <laughs> hey. I'm a big proponent in Madden numbers being skewed and wrong. Okay. So, yeah, I'm not looking at that at all. Perfect, because it leads (laughs) to what Tyreek Hill said yesterday of the Miami Dolphins. And these comments, Carrie, blow my mind on so many different levels. And it's it's maybe it's the fact that he just admitted to it. But then I have to realize that there is an ego to a wide receiver. Mm -hmm. This was Tyreek Hill of the Miami Dolphins talking about how he preps for his opponents during game weeks of the NFL season. I feel like Madden has a good tell of how good players are. So I just play Madden the night before, and I go look at all their ratings. So let's say, for instance, they had Steve Nelson and Derek Stingley over there, two phenomenal players, by the way. I just go get on Madden. I go to the EA rosters, and then I scroll down and see what their awareness is, their speed is, and they sprint, and that's how I get a good tell on them. Are you insulted by that as a, def- a former defensive player that Tyreek Hill – by the way, this isn't on a Monday or Tuesday of game week. Right. He just does it the night before that he logs into Madden, and that's how he does his scouting. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he's um, – is he sponsored by EA by, by any chance? <laughs> you know, that's a good question. I don't know. I, there may be the case. Yeah, that, need- that, that would be the only explanation. Yeah, we need to check that first and foremost. But, I, I mean, more than anything when I hear these comments, he's just – I think he's just, you know, just taking the piss at it and um and really trying to to downplay what he does. There's no way he's not studying those guys or at least watching some tape to see what those defenders are doing. I think it's more of him being, you know, the braggadocious receiver that he is. And I haven't watched enough tape on Tyreek to see, you know, see his tendencies or see what he does really, but I I know for a fact, you know, a, a, an offense as complex as the one that he's in and been able obviously he's such a speed guy and such a guy that you know guys respect right away they're going to give him cushion so it may be a little easier for him but he's watching a little tape that's I think that's a little much I think something that you said at the in the out you know or or as we were coming into the show just before we played that that clip was very true in terms of of even if even if the if that was your way of scouting right 
you don't even believe in Madden numbers that they were real or not. And th- and that's the other crazy part about it is Tyreek Hill is – actually, there's about five things that I think are crazy about it. <laughs> one, of the, one of the crazy things about it is he is using the EA Sports researchers to do the work for him on who is good and who is bad and who does what and how they play. And I, I think it sounds like it comes off like, man, Tyreek Hill is amazing. And the reason that I I know that it comes off that way, didn't come <laughs> off that way to me, Kerry, yeah. is, is I saw multiple articles. I saw it on the Bleacher Report. I actually saw it on CBSSports.com. This was this is what was written about the comments that Tyree Kill made in saying that he preps for opponents by uh, looking at the Madden ratings the night before. One uh, site wrote, the technique seems to be working because Hill consistently gets the best of the defensive backs <laughs> who line up across from him. Another one, hard to argue with his method considering his production. Um, no, I think you can argue with it because there's a lot there. Like, I have a problem, Kerry, that Tyree Kill feels that he doesn't need to scout because he's good enough already. Like, that, that there's, there's no next level for him to go to. And I would disagree. I also think that when you have a quarterback like Tua Tungavailoa, who is in the spotlight as much as he is, right. any, ex- any extra preparation that you could provide to help your quarterback – would be beneficial. I mean, he is in the he is in the crosshairs of us week in and week out, and it's the off season right now, and we're still talking about Tua. Like, right. if I'm the quarterback of the Dolphins, I'm saying to myself, "Wait a sec, my top top target isn't even concerned about what you know the defender does or what they do on film or what their tendencies are." I, I, I feel it's an awful look for Tyreek Hill, and I'm even more surprised that, you know, media sites are taking it and just being like, oh, shucks, how great is Tyreek Hill? I don't think that those comments, you know, do anything but hurt the wide receiver. Yeah, Dan, I, I 100% agree with you. And I think, obviously, yes, there's a, a level of greatness there with Tyreek where the numbers, oh, yeah, they speak for themselves, right? But at the end of the day, if that was the case, your Hall of Fame players, your the greats that you kind of, you know, kind of embody yourself being in their presence and seeing the study and the habits that they have that they've built over the years. You know, you come in as a, as a first, first year guy, maybe that is true as a first year guy, right? You don't understand the the beauty of of being prepared and and being a step ahead of your opponent. But as you get older in, in, in the game, which Tyreek is now, he's a veteran. He's a guy that other guys are looking up to. That's not the standard you want to you want to set. That's not the standard you want to put out there for your other guys because even if that was the case, you can keep that close to the vest and use that as something that you have or even, you know, locker talk, locker room talk, right? Yeah. But putting it out to the media and, and letting your other younger guys see that and hear that just isn't the signs of a guy that's a real leader on your team. And so it just doesn't come off well for me either. There's a there's a there's another aspect of this, and, and I'm curious who was kind of your mentor, yeah. or you know, like when you came into the league to show you how to prep, how to do that stuff. Was it a player or a, a coach that was a former player? Who would you lean on? Yeah, it was multiple guys. When I first came in, I was there with Curtis Martin, right, the ultimate pro. I mean, oh, he's, yeah. the, he's the guy yes. you you would put on the board. You would see him. You would see his production number one, but you also see the way he's dressed. <laughs> he's dressed like the NFL logo. You know what I mean? Like the things mm-hmm. that. Curtis Martin did, or the example that he set was one that you want to follow. But also, like a player that was on the defensive side with me, um, Jonathan Vilma. He was only a year ahead of me, but was so entrenched in, you know, being the best version of himself. And right, he, he was a smaller guy, but 
the knowledge that that guy had and the way that he studied and the habits that he built, you know, just being a pro every day was somebody I wanted to follow and became one of my best friends. We studied every night and we would alternate houses where we'd be at the study and just, you know, we became a, a tandem, a pair that, you know, we became a, a force to be reckoned with. And, and that's the way that you prepare and that's the way you get better. I feel that any wide receiver wants to look up to Jerry Rice. Right. Right. Like I know like I know Jerry Rice isn't playing with Tyreek Hill and Jerry Rice wasn't, you know, your teammate when you played, but right. if you're if you're a wide receiver, like that's the gold standard. That's the GOAT. Like there's an argument that when you're talking about the greatest just football players of all time, Jerry Rice is put into that conversation. Right. And Jerry Rice's reputation Number one is the absurd numbers. I think it's the first thing you think of, just the the extreme success. But I would put the next thing on there as his preparation. We knew about Jerry Rice's training that he did. We knew about uh, him running the hills that he ran. Right. Him coming up as a young player, catching bricks, I think, is what he did as a kid in a way to make his hands the way they are. That preparation, like that is a part of his story. Right. You know, rest in peace, Kobe Bryant, but how many stories now do we hear about Kobe's prep in the NBA mm-hmm. and learning about opponents and learning about defenses? You know, Tyree Kill is going to be 30 years old next March. Mm-hmm. And that speed isn't always going to be there. Right. And I felt like Tyreek Hill actually doesn't get enough respect on the type of receiver that he is. I'm I'm shocked at some of the receivers who still don't really catch with their hands. Mm-hmm. I feel that Tyreek Hill is a great you know, ability to he has great body control, can put himself in the in position to make catches despite his short stature. But there's gonna be a time where that speed isn't there anymore. Mm-hmm. Jerry Rice played into his forties. Kobe played into his late 30s. Mm-hmm. Like, this is this is what, like, longevity is. And while everything is great with Tyree Kill right now, that's not always going to be there. And that's another, like, it it, it, it bothers me to the, to the essence of Tyree Kill could have that magnificent long career right. if you start doing these steps instead of just throwing on Madden the night before a game. Just these comments just really, really just irked me. Yeah, Dan. Really it, did. It irked me too, but I think again, we live in this information age where hot takes are the are, are you know, are the thing, right? And so yeah. the the best that you can make yourself look is, you know, trying less, right? That's kind of the mentality that most of these, you know, hot take situations usually kind the, the way it plays out, right? But I I just don't ultimately see him not being a student of the game at all because playing with coaches, the coaches that he's played with, playing with Andy Reid, those guys are going to give you the answers to the test. And so being able to look at those things and study those things and know that information is just only going to make you better. So again, I really don't think there's too much truth to what he's saying here, but I also wish he didn't say it to the public. And I, and the only reason I say that again is because the younger guys are looking up to him and the younger guys are seeing him as the leader over there, over there I'm sure. And if that rubs off on those guys in that way and they start doing that, that's just not going to help the team. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's a great point about the coaches. I mean, you have two really good coaches who, right. I mean, you know, Andy Reid's one of the best we've ever had. And, uh, you know, Mike McDaniel is, is a lot of praise for him and what he has done. Uh, I, I, It almost makes me want to see what would happen with a lesser coach. 
you know, someone yeah. who maybe doesn't have the the insights that those two two guys did, then to see if Tyreek Hill would need to do more than Madden just to make it work. You know, maybe pick up some of that slack. That's a you know, maybe it's a it's a luxury that other wide receivers and others in the NFL don't have is to be uh, to be able to have your your career start under Andy Reid and then move over to Mike McDaniel. It exactly. is a it is a nice thing to have. No, it's a very good good point by you. I, I was I was just as shocked, Kerry, as the way that people just kind of laughed it off and said, "Oh, that's cool," yeah. you know, for a for a guy who is you know is a top receiver in the NFL. But what does it really say? If I'm Tua, I'm kind of like, "Wait a sec, what?" You know, yeah, like, for sure. But yeah. Dan, even more than that, like it just gives the media, it gives us a chance to to marvel or to have a headline going tomorrow, right? Like, so for us, yeah. for us, it's great. Say it. But at the end of the day. The the EA Madden ratings just it they're, they're just not accurate and and they don't invest in much as much time as people think in the full scope of what the rating is and I know this for a yeah. fact because when I was playing I was a quarterback my whole career coming to high school and college as well and I looked at my rating just to prove a point <laughs> I saw my throwing power my throwing accuracy at like twenty I'm like hold on <laughs> all right if you really did your research. You know yeah, I played quarterback, right? And so I've made this whole video, me and Nick Mangle at the time, my soon-to-be, I'm sure, Hall of Fame center, we were doing a video about the Madden ratings, and we we embellished a little bit like they do as well. But we had him th- – his throwing power and accuracy was better than mine because he's on offense, and it's just not true. <laughs> <laughs> so the numbers are skewed is what I'm saying. Yeah, no, I, I totally get it. And how – it's a yearly tradition for NFL players to complain about what their Madden ratings are. Right. Right? Like, like as you said, like every year – like, what, first of all, why would you be throwing the football? But the point <laughs> is, is there's 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 there's, there's – there's guys who come in and be like, I'm only an 82 overall. Like, please miss me with that. Right. You know, how is so-and-so 86 and I'm only 79? Like, players complain about it always. So for Tyreek to take it as gospel is, uh, it, yeah, pretty crazy to me. He's Kerry Rhodes. I'm Dan Byer sitting in for Doug Gottlieb today. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Doug Gottlieb show on Fox Sports Radio. He's Kerry Rhodes, the NFL vet. I'm Dan Beyer. Football fans, the return of our popular Saturday and Sunday pregame shows, Countdown to Kickoff, presented by BetMGM, returns this weekend. Be sure to tune in to Fox Sports Radio every Saturday and Sunday morning, three hours before kickoff from now all the way through Super Bowl Sunday. On Saturdays, Brian Nome, former Penn State All-American Rich Ornberger, and betting analyst Jared Smith will walk you right up to college football kickoffs. And then on Sundays, NFL Sundays, Brian No, eight-year NFL vet Jeff Schwartz, and professional better Bill Crack Krakenberger will lead you right up to the early NFL kickoffs kickoffs you can listen to countdown to kickoff weekend morning starting this saturday right here on fox sports radio and the iheart radio app i do have to say i found the video carry roads of you and nick mangold doing the throwing <laughs> contest with the madden ratings yeah. i tweeted them out twitter.com you can find me at dan Bayer on fox and you can find carry at carry 25 roads and and you did you you blasted nick who had a higher throwing yeah rating than you did Mm -hmm. my question is how far does a 21 rating in madden allow you to actually throw in the video game did you put yourself in at quarterback and try to like can you even throw five yards downfield is this peyton manning in super bowl 50 like what are we talking about (laughs) when you can only throw with a 21 rating in madden yeah it's more like a t-ball uh and i don't mean (laughs) super disrespectful but yeah wow it's it's more like a it's it's like a change up curveball knuckleball all in one it's it it wasn't pretty (laughs) 
wasn't. Uh, the funny part was I thought it was like a 90-second video. Kerry was so offended by his Madden rating. He not only had to do arm strength, he then had to do arm accuracy. Yep. 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 <laughs> yeah. And, Dan, you know what's uh, funny? Because uh, <laughs> uh, I, I don't know if you know the uh, the, the the motivational speaker, uh, Gary V. Gary Vanyuchuk. Yeah. He was the one that kind of um, – insisted that, that we do the video. So it's funny, back in those days before Gary was Gary V now, he was already concocting little experiments. So it, it just kind of played out perfectly. Mark Dominic, who spent 20-plus years in NFL front offices, spending time as well as the general manager of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and joins us every week here on Fox Sports Radio on the Doug Gottlieb Show, now joins us. And, and Mark, I do have a question. Kerry was very offended <laughs> by his throwing rating in Madden. Despite him being a defensive back, he had years and years of, of quarterbacking history on his resume that was not included. At any point during your time as an NFL GM, scout front office whatever did you ever reference madden ratings in trying to determine how good a player was <laughs> i just wanted to make sure that they weren't on the cover i think that was more of the bigger concern yeah true good point they weren't on the cover of madden, not what they were doing in the game so, no i'm afraid that was not part of uh, any analytics we looked into all right, so Tyreek Hill, though, said that that's what he looks, and that's what Kerry and I were talking about a little bit earlier. Um, is the NFL that easy, uh, you know, for, for players to just – of, of Tyreek, Hill, uh, Tyreek Hill's great athletic stature to, to just say I log on to Madden and, and use the ratings to look at my opponent? And, and, and do you feel that those comments are, are at any point disrespectful? Well, I don't think it's disrespectful. I think it's actually kind of clever and a fun way for him to kind of look at it from that perspective, how he wants to. Um, you know, Tyree Kill is elite and uh, certainly can have a good time with it, but I don't see it as like a disrespect to the other player. Uh, and from my perspective, if a player wants to go look at the Madden rating and go, oh, I'm going to take this guy down in the real thing, because he knows, Kerry knows, in the game it's, <laughs> it's a heck of a lot different. It's a lot harder than it looks. <laughs> Mark, if you were the GM of the Miami Dolphins right now, and you had your star receiver, a guy that's you know probably looked looked upon as a leader, saying those comments, and you know knowing that that could trickle down to the younger guys, would you have a, a talk with them or would you just let that go? So as a GM, I would talk to him. Yeah. Uh, you know, ideally the coach does a lot of that. Yeah, Kerry, I don't know what it was like for you at the Jets or at Arizona, but. Mm-hmm. Um, for for me, I would one-off players uh, on the side, but I, I would always go through the coach first because it's the coach's team. I know I draft right. the players. I know I sign players. Mm-hmm. But really, it's the coach's team. I would hope that the head coach would grab him and just kind of talk to him about like the precedent you're setting in front of the players. I usually would go the other way. I'd go to the agent, mm-hmm. Kerry, and I would, I would call the agent and be like, hey, look, here's what's being said. Let's talk about it. And that way, the coach is hitting the player. I'm hitting the agent. Hopefully, the message is getting into the team. Absolutely. Mark Dominic joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. He's Kerry Rhodes. I'm Dan Beyer in for Doug Gottlieb on the Doug Gottlieb Show. Matt Eberflus of the Bears has announced that Justin Fields and other select starters won't play in the second week of the preseason. What does that tell you, Mark, about Fields' uh, handle of the position? We had, you know, I think Darnell Mooney made the comments of now, you know, Fields is able to handle the two-minute drill and calling his own plays. We've seen progress this offseason by him not playing in game two. Is this just a safety deal, or do you think this is maybe more in Chicago to what Justin Fields now has in his arsenal? Well, I think they, they probably feel so much better about where he has developed into, you know, getting a couple of years under his belt and, and 
you know, they know he's the starter in Chicago. They don't want to risk anything. And, you know, these preseason games are, are kind of for the veterans for a little bit of tune-up. But as we see a lot, some of the veterans don't play at all. They're so important for young players just to get on tape and to kind of see them compete. And so for Chicago, maybe they're trying to look more depth into their entire roster with knowing that, hey, look, this guy's going to be the starting quarterback. Nothing's going to change by him not going out there this week. So we're not going to play him. Every team has got a little mm-hmm. ounce of difference in how they handle the preseason. You know, whether you step on the preseason uh, for one snap, I mean, Russell Wilson's going to go for, what, 20-something snaps? So it's, it's very different of uh, every club, how they look at this. I look at it for Justin Fields saying, they obviously felt like he's done a very good job in camp, and they want to parlay that over to the regular season. Mark, I got a question about the interview process with the head coach. If you were bringing the guy in, would the training camp discussion come up of how they like to run their program, or would it just would you just leave it up to them to to figure that out or concoct a plan uh, as the season as as it gets closer to training camp? Yeah, you know, I looked at it like. When I would talk to coaches that I interviewed and stuff like that, I wanted to see their whole plan. Like, yep. what is your, what does your training camp look like? What time do you want to practice? Because again, I was in Tampa as the GM, so the, the heat, storms. You had to think about all. We didn't have an indoor bubble, so you had to kind of work through all those different things. But you had rain all the time too. You had to dodge, and so kind of come up with a, a, a week or two of what your your training camp would look like. The same with the week. What's your thought process on? Mondays. What about Victory Mondays? Do you, are you a Victory Monday coach or not a Victory Monday? Or is that just kind of random? Is it Tuesday's obviously Players Day off, but like, uh, you know, what do you expect on a Wednesday? Do you go shells or full pads or, you know, what do you want to do on Wednesday, Thursday, and you know, walk through Fridays and Saturdays? So I wanted to get a sense of like, how's the week going to be together and what's their plan to have it in place to see what the wear and tear would be on the players, but also the expectations they would know that come into them right away. Mm. Mark Dominic joining us here on Fox Sports Radio, former GM of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in Washington. It's been an interesting preseason with Ron Rivera. Comments he made about Eric Bieniemy. Heck, comments he made about Jacoby Brissett in the push that he maybe would make or could have made to uh, get the starting job from Sam Howell. But today it was announced that Sam Howell will be the starter. You surprised at all that Rivera is going uh, with the youngster from North Carolina? Not at all. <laughs> I mean. If they wouldn't be announcing Sam Howell as a starting quarterback, I think there'd be people fired already under the new ownership in that organization. <laughs> sure. be, I mean, sure. You've had an offseason where you could have got Jimmy Garoppolo, you could get Derek Carr. You've got a draft where obviously quarterbacks went, you know, fairly three quarterbacks went very high in the draft. And you said, hey, look, we're going to go with Sam Howell, and then he loses out to Jacoby Brissett. I'd be, if I was the new owner, I'd say that there's something fundamentally wrong here. So I think no matter what, it was always going to be Sam Howell. Uh, to be the quarterback, and obviously the the Washington Commanders, I got it right, um, are uh, job. <laughs> focused on what he did not only last year with the one game, but what he's done in the, yeah. in the preseason and, and, and all those practices. Yeah, what? Go ahead, Dan. Go ahead, Dan. I was just going to just follow up. Why? Why would Rivera like say like, "Hey, Jacoby Brissett is," you know, I'm paraphrasing, but you know, pushing and you know, has looked pretty good in camp. Is that just to to try to sell more people on Sam Howell? Is it try to motivate the veteran what's what's the reasoning behind a comment like that that Rivera made a few weeks back I think there's two things one is I think when you touched on one of them Dan it's one is um to motivate you know, to say hey Jacoby Prasad's having a good camp so if Sam Howell ends up winning it must be Sam Howell's good so you get the fans mm-hmm. a little bit more buying into what Sam Howell is and number two I think it's actually to motivate Sam Howell to say hey look this this isn't set yet don't walk around here thinking that you're the starter even though the conventional wisdom is this is your job to lose uh, is just to kind of maybe make sure that Sam doesn't feel like it's just given to him. They still got to make sure he's got to earn it. So I think he was trying to do that psychology part of this game. Mark, even piggyback on that question a little bit further. I mean, the Washington commanders are a team that, 
you know, I think a lot of us have, you know, we're kind of lukewarm on, but they have a chance to be competitive out there in the East. And so you have a team like that ready to win now. Obviously, they believe in Sam Howell, but you also have a guy in Brissett that we kind of know what his ceiling is. So is that kind of uh, part of the problem of what's going on here or the solution that's going on here? I think you're. I think you nailed it. I think you realize if you played Jacoby Brissett, you, you can be the same Washington football team we've seen over the last what five six years. Right. You're good. You're competitive. You're eight and eight. You're seven and ten. You're somewhere in that range. You know, eight nine, whatever it is. Uh, and that's who they've been. They've just been kind of. And so Jacoby Brissett would have put them in that same rut. Right. They've got to figure this thing out. And so you know, with a new owner coming in. Uh, with the opportunity to play a young player. And I, I, I've heard from Washington that they had Sam Howell higher on their board in the fifth round, but that's what they Mark Dominic joining us. Oh, you, oh, we got Mark. Sorry, Mark, you broke up a little bit there. Sorry about that. Can you hear me okay still? Yep, yes. yep, we got you now. Awesome. I'm saying if Sam Howell would have gone in the third round like Desmond Ritter, we'd probably all be saying that it's time for Sam Howell to have this job. He's a fifth rounder, so we look at it a little different. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, you know, I think that they've got to find out what they have there on that football team because that next draft is really loaded with quarterbacks. Mark Dominic joining us on Fox Sports Radio. He's Kerry Rhodes. I'm Dan Byer. Last one for me. There's a new show coming out on Roku, I believe, featuring war rooms throughout the NFL. The preview was, was magnificent. How secretive were you? Would you? Did you mind? Did you have cameras in in the war room when you were with the Buccaneers? I I'm, I know they went to Dallas. I know they were in Charlotte. We saw some clips from Arizona and Indianapolis as well. Uh, would you have had a problem with a TV crew coming in filming your uh, your draft process over three days, like they're they're about to release? I don't think I'd have a problem. I don't think that you know. I, I personally, you know, when you get to that point of the draft, you know pretty much the haze in the barn. You're going to make some adjustments to your board based off of who you take and what happens around you. Yeah. But you've got to, you've got to have a, a trust that, you know, the media is there to do a job and not to turn around and text their best friend what's going to happen next. <laughs> and so I, I would believe in, in that and give them that opportunity to kind of come in there. I was never afraid of the camera being in the war room. I just had a very quiet and boring war, war room. Mine was not a very active, loud, or, or nuts kind of thing. It was very quiet and methodical. Man, Do you, did you get excited like when you see those clips of like, uh, you know, of trades of Chris Ballard working the phone and doing something like that? Like, does that does that, that get your blood rushing a little bit? A hundred percent. It's the best part about the entire job is is draft day, whether it's the first round, second round, third round, you know, moving the phones. I saw a video about Monty Austin Ford kind of moving around. Right. It was, yeah. It puts me back in that memory of, of being able to make those kind of trades where, you know, I've had trades that really worked out, like trading up to go get Levante David, but then I've had trades that didn't work out where I traded back or I didn't make a trade, and looking back, I said I should have made that move. So, But that's that's probably the most adrenaline, because that's the one thing as a GM you truly have control on, right? I mean, you're still going to be as a GM. You're still going to look at the players. You're still trying to group it together in terms of, like, who are the players we want to select, like, from the coach's perspective, scouts, GM, final say, okay, I agree that this is the guy. But moving around the board, is your that's your journey as a GM. It's kind of like being the head coach of the team on game day, right? As a GM on game day, all I can do is just sit up there and hope that we don't have any injuries and win the game. That's all you're thinking about. Like, right. you know, how soon could – sometimes you're almost like, how soon could this game get over? Did we win or lose? Who's hurt? Sadly, that's the way you, you think about the game sometimes. Even though you're competitive, you know you have no power in it. But when the draft comes around and you have a chance to move around the draft and make moves, it is absolutely adrenalizing. Mark, I got a question for you really quickly. The – Going into the draft, after the first round, what was your mindset? Would it be to take the best available or would it be to build around your team? 
Yeah, so, you know, Kerry, I, I always kind of looked at it as the first, second, and third round, as you probably remember. Yeah. Those guys, you're, you're kind of hoping all three of those rounds have a chance to come in there and be a starter. Right. From the fourth round, fourth round you might take more of a, a character risk on a guy that has starter potential, but maybe there's something that people are a little bit worried about or mm-hmm. your scouts are worried about or something's happened off the field. Maybe there's been some type of a – uh, positive tests or maybe something even more severe, depending on what level that is, obviously. Then when I got the fifth to seventh round, it was really about the special teams. Where can, the, you know, talking to my special teams coach, where does he play? Can this guy play on punt team? Where would you play him? And where else could he play on special teams? Because I saw some traits here that I kind of like mm-hmm. that may develop as a starter, but if he can't play special teams, he's never going to get a chance to develop in the league, as you know. So, yeah. you know, guys like Dakota Watson, who played, uh, I think, 10 or 11 years, took him in the seventh round. The guy named Eric Orger was a defensive lineman. We moved to fullback. He played six or seven years. So finding those guys that could play special teams was really critical in the fifth to seventh round so they could develop into hopefully maybe a player. And then the one thing I tried to avoid is anybody that went to a college you know, like as a quarterback and then got moved to safety, that was always a red flag. <laughs> <laughs> oh, perfect way to end it. Go to Tampa Bay. I get it. I get it. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> Mark, we appreciate it. And that 21 throwing rating that Kerry had on Madden, that's going to keep you away I mean, as well. I feel Mark, for you, Kerry. <laughs> oh, Mark, you're, having me on, fellas. <laughs> yeah, thanks so much. Mark Dominic, former uh, GM of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You know, when we have Mark on, you can talk about all 32 teams, but I love to also just get the inside of what it's like to, you know, life of a GM at times. That, by the way, that draft show is going to premiere next week. In about 45 minutes, you're going to tell us who can carry a team to the Super Bowl. Mm. Yeah, that's that's what's coming up in 45 minutes. Specific players who have better Madden, Madden throwing ratings than Kerry Rhodes. <laughs> this show is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. Quick thoughts, because we did tease the Dalvin Cook going to New York. He said today that Aaron Rodgers is one of the reasons, uh, a huge reason why he ended up choosing the New York Jets. I'll say this. Like, I thought there were a lot of reasons why Aaron Rodgers would be good for the New York Jets. Yeah. Didn't dawn on me that he would have that that star power appeal to bring others in, but apparently it's already working. Oh, for sure. I mean, you have a guy like that, proven MVP, champion, going to a team where obviously the the outlook has been pretty positive since last year and we, we know what they have around the supporting cast but you bring a guy like that in to your organization oh yeah other guys are going to want to play with him especially when the contracts that those certain players wanted aren't out there to be achieved yes because that's the other factor as well yeah and he's not signing if Zach Wilson's the starter let's be Absolutely honest uh, he's not. He's Kerry Rhodes. I'm Dan Beyer. Ann Cook had a front row seat to watch Aaron Rodgers for two games, you know, over these last few years as Cook was a member of the Vikings and the division rival, obviously, the Packers. Coming up next on the Doug Gottlieb Show, live from the Tyrec.com studios, who will be the starting quarterback for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to start in week one? We'll tell you next year on Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. He's Kerry Rhodes, the NFL fan. I'm Dan Byer sitting in for Doug as we are live from the TireRack.com studios on this Friday. Doug sat in for the Herd and Colin Coward earlier today. So uh, you got Kerry and me for the next while. And you also got a little bit of Isaac Lowenkron as he brings us a game. This is game time. It's game time. On the Doug Gottlieb Show. Sorry, we had to interrupt Vinny from Naughty by Nature. Isaac (laughs) has got stuff for us that he needs to tell us. 
What's going on, Isaac? Get your crystal balls ready. Psychic. That's the game today. Psychics, plural. So Dan and Carrie, who will get the starting quarterback job for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Go ahead, Dan. Okay, I, I see Baker Mayfield. I think it's just easier in that progression. Baker wins. He doesn't work out. Kyle Trask moves in. I just think that that's the easier way to do it if you're Tampa. It'd be different. If you would start Kyle Trask and then move to Baker, I think you're giving up on Kyle Trask uh, immediately. They've got more invested in him. I think Baker starts. Kyle Trask is the backup. I have to agree with you, Dan. I think uh, I think it's Baker, and I think it's just just for the simple fact that he's played played more games, had a had a chance with Cleveland to be really good at at one point, and had a really good season there. So we know what he can do. Um, you want to have somebody stable right after. You know the goat leaves the building, so keep keep the fans a little bit hyped there as well, and see what he can do. I will, I will say one other thing with Baker Mayfield before we get to the next question: Baker going to the Rams last year, while we thought it was right. just kind of a whatever, a last ditch hail mary. The drive that he had against the Raiders, and Doug has talked about it when we were at Rams training camp, and uh, you know over the last couple of weeks. I, I, I don't know if it saved his career, but I don't know if he's c- competing for a starting job like he is right now if that doesn't happen. Great and point, so, Yeah, there was, val- there was value in, in him joining the Rams, and now he's got new life in Tampa. And that so. was literally about 48 hours, if not less, before they signed him and he, he <laughs> yeah. arrived in town. We go from the field to the courtroom for this next item. Will Michael Orr come out on the winning side of his suit – against the Tuohy family. So wow. from the blind side to the winning side. <laughs> you, you know, for, Gary, you're perfect because you're a former athlete. You're now an actor. Yeah. Like, this is like hits you, you know, from all levels. Yeah. You I'll know, let you take this. You one. know what? I, I would love to see him win. I would love to see this story turn into another another movie. It can be the blind side, too. Or it can be blindsided would be the name of the movie. But I also think he doesn't have a chance to win this. I mean, there's so many... Other factors on the outside, you have the two-week speaking, you have the writer also speaking up about the money that they you know, brought in. I think it was 250000 and it was said to all be split up and all those things equally. I just don't see him being able to win here. By the way, Carrie, are you on strike right now as an actor? Or what's going on? Or is that just other people? Yeah, I'm, I'm on strike. I just have not okay. been on the, on, on, the, on the front lines yet, but I am on all strike. Right. I stand with, stand with our union. All right, there we go. Uh, and and speaking of that, in sort of the performance realm, here's our final item. So it was reported this week that Taylor Swift turned down the NFL's offer for her to be the halftime performer at Super Bowl 58 in Vegas. Psychics, who will perform the <laughs> halftime show at the Super Bowl this year? Jeez. Wow. Oh, man. Can I throw my hat in the ring? Yeah, go ahead. I would love to. I mean, this is my audition right now. This would be my audition. I would just say I know the experience. I'm, I've played in the game. Um, I know what the fans want, and I can sing. So I'll throw my hat out there. Can you do better than Demarcus Ware? I, I can. Okay. I can. All, I right. Can. <laughs> all right. I, I couldn't even rip Demarcus Ware. I felt so bad. He did an all right job with the National Anthem at the Hall of Fame game. It wasn't awful, but maybe Kerry Rhodes. How about like Morgan Wallen or Luke Combs? Oh, Those are some big names going on right one. now. I, I yeah. like Morgan Wallen. That's a game. That's game time. 
That's game, huh? Game time. This is game time on the Doug Gottlieb Show. It's going to be someone that nobody expected, as it always <laughs> seems. He's Kerry Rhodes. I'm Dan Beyer. Coming up next here on the Doug Gottlieb Show, live from the TireRack.com studios, the Baltimore Ravens are doing something entirely new. Or are they? That's next. Traveling for college hoops this year? Pro tip, stay at Graduate Hotels. They're obsessed with college basketball, just like us. Each graduate hotel is like a shrine to the local team with lots of cool details for alumni, nods to school colors, mascots. Why would you stay anywhere else? They have 30-plus hotels in the best college towns, and get this, you can save up to 30% off with code Doug. That's my name, Doug. Good at any graduate hotel location, anytime up to 30% off. So, here's what you do. Book your stays at graduatehotels.com. That's graduatehotels.com. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony DeLisandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it gonna, like that's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. 